Hey guys, before we start, I wanted to talk a little bit about my vitro. It probably sounds familiar as I've talked about it on this podcast before, as well as had Danielle Hall on an episode herself. Danielle has had three miscarriages and two rounds of IVF, and she started my vitro to help other women struggling with infertility. So she was frustrated with the options available to store her expensive fertility medications. So she created the fertility caddy to organize all the needles vials, injectable pens, and supplies that are necessary for treatment cycles. So feel prepared and get ready to take control when that giant box of drugs shows up on your doorstep. And with the code LAM, L-A-M, you can get a free injection trainer with your purchase. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Kelsey Day on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her story. Kelsey, I am just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be on this podcast. Um, I've been a listener since about 2018, and um, it has really helped me in my journey. So um, I guess I'll just start where a lot of people started. I'm from Boise, Idaho, and my husband and I met in 2016. Um, we met on Plenty of Fish, so a little modern love story, I guess. Um, I was definitely ready to find, you know, my Prince Charming. I had some, you know, drama in the past, I guess, like a lot of people do. Um, in other relationships and it was engaged previously um, and that didn't work out. So I was really looking for someone that was going to be my perfect match. So um, definitely a hopeless romantic. Um, So I went on my first date with my husband, Casey. Um, I guess, I think it was July, 2016. And we went to um, a local restaurant um, in, kind of a new area of town. Um, and we hit it off right away. Um, I don't know. I was, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say that it was like love at first sight. I guess I was like, I was nervous to even go on the date because I was so used to things not going well. So, um, I showed up and, um, I was scared and nervous, but then like he talked to me and he talked to me about my family and asked me about, you know, what I'm interested in and, um, what was important to me. And we just talked for hours. And, um, after dinner, we walked and we got, um, some frozen yogurt and we talked for a couple more hours and, um, it was just like a perfect first date, I would say. So, um, after that, um, I really was hopeful that things would work out because I really, um, I don't know, I fell in love with him super fast. I would say our third date was when I knew that he was the one and I hope that he would feel the same way. Um, we went on a picnic and, um, it was just like, it almost felt like it wasn't my life. It was so perfect. Like I just felt so lucky that I, I felt like it was just my perfect match. So anyway, uh, three years after, um, after our first date, um, we got in, well, actually we got married three years after our first date. Um, we got engaged, uh, in October, 2017. And I was really excited about that because, um, like I said, I knew pretty early on that he was the one I wanted to be with. So, um, I, I was pretty impatient in the beginning. I think, um, like after about a year of dating, I was like, all right, I know this is the one I want. And like, I I have this timeline in my head of how I want things to go. And so like, it would be great if I could just get engaged this summer. Um, or like next summer or just sometime in the next year or so would be great because I would love to get started on our family. And I know that he's going to be a wonderful father. So, um, and I just wanted to spend my life with him. So I definitely was really annoying for a while. Um, just being impatient, waiting for him to ask me to marry him. Um, but he did, um, in the best way. Um, my grandparents live like five minutes from our house and, uh, 
he thought that like I told him that I really wanted to like have my grandparents house incorporated some way in our wedding or um, engagement um, but I didn't think that he would actually like pull off this whole elaborate proposal um, with my grandparents and my parents and his parents and everyone involved in it um, without me knowing and having any idea. I mean, I knew he was going to propose eventually. We had talked at length and I knew, I even though he had the ring because he had told me like a month before the proposal that he had the ring. So I was just waiting and I just had no idea that he was going to do this giant like romantic proposal. Um, he had like a whole dinner planned with um, food choices that related to um, our first date and our dates after. So um, it was just super romantic. And I mean, I shouldn't be too surprised because that's just how Casey is. So um, we were engaged for about nine months. And in July, 2018, um, we had our perfect wedding. Um, I don't know. I just felt like it was the best day. Like I was so nervous about it because of course, as a bride, you want everything to go perfectly. Um, and I figured that, you know, things would, little things would happen throughout the day. And I would look back and be like, Oh yeah, like I would change that. But literally I would not change one thing about our wedding day. Um, it was so perfect and it was amazing being surrounded by our friends and family. Um, so we went on our honeymoon right after our wedding. Um, we went to Jamaica and it was the best week. Um, we went to an all-inclusive sandals resort. Um, didn't even have to worry about uh, paid for our meals. It was all paid for beforehand. Um, so we just go eat, we would get up. We didn't have to tip anywhere. We didn't have to carry money. We didn't have to do anything. We just went to the beach and to the ocean and went swimming and it was just the best time. Um, I had talked, obviously Casey knew my plan. Like he knew that I was a planner and I like to have everything figured out in my mind um, way ahead of time. So we had talked about, you know, how I was ready to start trying for a baby. Um, I was 26 at the time and my mom had me when she was 24, so I guess in my head I was like, oh man, I'm behind. But um, I was just ready, and he was ready too. I think he um, was a little bit more apprehensive because he wanted to have a little time just being married um, before we got started on our family. So, um, But I always thought for some reason that it was going to take me longer to get pregnant. Um, I have no idea why I thought that because my mom and my grandma um, have always told me, you know, we get pregnant really easy. Like my mom said she planned out me and my brother and she planned like the months that she wanted to have us and it just happened. Um, and my grandma is the same thing. She's like, yeah, it was really easy. Like getting pregnant with your mom and your uncle. So um, I guess I just grew up hearing that and I, I had this like, idea in my mind that maybe it wouldn't be so easy for me and I don't know where that came from um so anyway we were um we were on our honeymoon and it was the last night of the honeymoon and I told my husband um you know like because we've been preventing and I told him why don't we just this one time it's the last night of our honeymoon um we're gonna go home and it's probably not even like I don't even know I wasn't tracking my ovulation or like my cycles or anything. And so I was like, I like, I doubt that it's going to happen like this one time. So let's do those one time, see how it feels, you know, <laughs> like see how we feel about it. Um, and then we'll go home and um, we'll continue having conversations. And if at any point we feel like we want to put this on pause for a while, we can. Um, so um, last night of our honeymoon, um, you know, we, had unprotected intercourse and uh you know I felt like I was like oh my gosh what if like there's like a very small chance but what if I'm already pregnant like what if I just got pregnant on our honeymoon like wouldn't that be crazy and um we got home and uh reality kind of hit us and 
I was writing our thank you cards for our wedding and like doing a bunch of stuff, um, trying to get back into our normal life. And um, I don't know, I just had this feeling that I should go to the store and buy um, some pregnancy tests because uh, I don't know, I wasn't even late on my period. I think it was maybe three-ish days before I was expecting my period. Um, my periods are pretty regular. So, um, I don't know. I just, I went to the store, bought the pregnancy tests and, uh, went home and I, I used, so it, the pregnancy tests that I bought were like the blue line tests. And, um, I don't think I'd ever used those before. Um, full disclosure, I guess in the past I've taken like maybe two to three pregnancy tests, um, you know, like before we were married. Um, and, I don't think I'd ever used a blue line test before. So I took a blue line test and there was a faint line and I didn't know what that meant. I just, um, I figured like, I'll take another one, um, later this afternoon. Um, I, so I, I took the test, I put it in the trash can because I didn't believe it. Um, went and took a shower and I was kind of like, I don't know. I was feeling like this can't be possible. Like it was literally like one time and I, I just, in my head, I was like, well, why did I feel like I was going to take me a long time? Like maybe I'm like my mom. Um, and it will happen fast. So I know I was, I was kind of excited, but kind of like freaking out internally. Um, so Casey came home and I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm really bad at um, hiding my emotions. So he brought me home cupcakes. He's like, I got a surprise for you. And he like texted that to me on the way home. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he got home and he's like, I got cupcakes. I'm like, cool. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, I got a surprise for you too. And I showed him the test and he's like, what does that mean? Like, I don't see anything. So I was like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just making it up. So the next day, um, we got a digital test. We got a pack with a digital test and one with the, um, another blue line test that would make like a positive. So, um, I took the, I took the positive one, the one that's not the digital first, and it came up very clearly positive. Um, but my husband still didn't believe me. So I took the digital test and very clearly pregnant. So um, I just remember we hugged, we were sitting on the bed, we hugged each other and he said, we did it. And so I was, I was pretty relieved because I, I didn't want him to be like, I don't know, disappointed that we wouldn't um, be having our first year of marriage. Um, you know, we would be pregnant. Like, immediately and not really get to enjoy um just the two of us for very long but i was really excited i mean i i felt like there was like a weight off my shoulders um i was prepared in my head um to go through infertility um i'd seen like i watch way too much tv to be honest <laughs> um i've seen tv shows where the characters go through infertility and even miscarriage. Um, obviously I knew that was a possibility. Um, but in my head I was like, okay, well, this is the first step. Like we're here. Um, once I get past 12 weeks, we'll be good. Um, I have nothing to worry about. So, um, I told my parents the day after we found out, um, I was just, I had so much anxiety. I guess I was worried that people would judge us for getting pregnant so fast, like not even like having time to enjoy it. Like I thought people would make all kinds of comments like, Oh, it's a honeymoon baby. Like you guys were just like rushing things. And, um, but my parents were so excited. Like, um, I just remember, like, I think my mom was a little scared for me because, um, it was just so many life milestones so quickly. And, um, she just didn't want, um, me to have to go through anything. Um, I mean, life experience. Uh, she hasn't experienced any losses personally, but I know that she was probably thinking, well, like, let's not get too excited too quickly. Um, just, 
things happen. And it was so early. Like, I think when I found out, I was probably like four weeks, even less than that, probably. And um, so my dad, though, like, I feel like he's been wanting to be a grandpa for like, ever since I was 20, probably, like, um, it's probably the only reason he was even a little bit okay with me being engaged previously at 21, was the possibility of me possibly giving him grandchildren, like, fairly soon, so, um, yeah, it just, that's the hardest part, I think, um, or one of the hardest parts about going through this journey is just, like, knowing how much I, I have, like, the best family, and so does Casey, and I just really want to, um, you know, bring joy to both of them, and um, anyway, skipping ahead a little, um, so we had our first ultrasound um, at about eight weeks um, in September, so um, we got, we got married in July, it was like the end of July, and um, August I found out we were pregnant, and then September was our first ultrasound and um 2018 and that was the best experience like really i was so scared because i didn't know what to expect and um i went in and they ended up having to do an internal ultrasound which um you know surprisingly like not having gone through any kind of like fertility anything i was okay with that um because i would get to see my baby like i anything that I had to go through, as long as I got to see my baby, I was okay with. So, um, I had inter internal ultrasound for the first time and, um, I saw my little baby. He's like a little gummy bear. Um, heartbeat, super perfect. Um, just like not really moving around much cause it's just a little blob, but, um, I don't know. I was shocked to like see that there was something inside me and like, uh, it just kind of looked like, um, it was just a little blob, but I, but every, like the tech was saying it was perfect. And my mom was there and she was really excited. And my husband was really excited. And, um, so we got some pictures. Um, they actually gave me like a DVD with pictures, which I don't think is super common, but, um, for some reason they gave it to me on a DVD. So I took it home and I put it on my computer and, um, still have the folder on there to these to this day and I saved it to my phone and I um I had told a few of my friends that I was pregnant so I texted everyone that knew um and then um that night uh we told my husband's parents and um our uh like my brother and sister-in-law and um just everyone that didn't know um that we were expecting a little baby in April. Um, and so I was just over the moon and everything was going perfect. I did have a little spotting, um, I believe right after um, that appointment and I didn't think anything of it. I was nervous, um, but it wasn't anything substantial. Like it was just a little spotting and I texted everyone I knew that had been pregnant. Um, like, is this normal? Did this ever happen to you? And they're like, yeah, like some, like some of them were like, yeah, I had this and, um, everything was fine. Obviously I have, um, my babies here. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I don't need to freak out for no reason. Um, I'm definitely prone to anxiety. So, um, but I try, I try to talk myself off the ledge a lot. So, um, I, uh, was doing really well, uh, about a week before, um, October 10th, which has been my second, um, my second appointment at the OB. Um, I started having, um, cramping and, um, a little bit, it was like blood, like, and more discharge, I guess. Um, and so, I don't know, I just felt like really uncomfortable with it, um, especially like cramping and blood together. I know it's not a good thing. Um, and so I called the doctor and the nurse on the phone um, assured me I was, um, at the time, I was 13 weeks. So she assured me, 
Okay, well, you're past 12 weeks. So um, at 13 weeks, the chance of miscarriage is very low. So um, this could be a subchorionic hemorrhage. Um, this could be um, this old blood that your body needs to get rid of and your body's changing. So that could be what the cramping is coming from. So um, I really tried to like calm down, but I, um, I did tell her I would like to come in for a, um, like a, a check, like a fetal heart check or an ultrasound even. And she told me, um, yes, we can do that. We'll get you in um, with the doctor um, as soon as possible. Um, they actually got me in that afternoon and um, my mom came with us again to um, check on the baby. And they have like this Doppler that it's not an ultrasound, but it, it brings up an image. It's not a very clear image, but um, it's good enough. And you can find the heartbeat that way. Um, I wasn't quite far along enough, I guess, to find it on the outside. Um, so they did do the, um, the Doppler and uh, my baby came up and, uh, you know, just squirming around in there. I actually saw, um, I saw my baby move um, her hand and it kind of looked like she was waving at me and heartbeat was great. Um, they did say that um, on my first ultrasound, which I don't know, I don't know if they told me this um, when I first had it done. Uh, maybe I was just too, um, you know, overwhelmed with everything to have listened, but they did say that there was a small bleed that they saw at the top of my, um, like the ultrasound field. Um, so they said, this is probably the blood coming out from that bleed. Um, it is not going to harm the baby. Um, we are not concerned at this time. Everything looks great. Uh, my doctor is really reassuring. And so I went home and, um, I felt better, um, about everything. I, uh, actually went maternity clothes shopping with my sister-in-law um that next sunday um my mother-in-law was in town she is from colorado um they were just visiting um and so she was staying with us and um she brought some of my husband's old baby stuff and um my sister-in-law my sister-in-law and i went shopping and i got a few maternity items and i felt like oh my god I'm pregnant like I it wasn't real to me until I had like maternity pants and it, I don't know it's weird um I was so excited and um I did have a doctor's appointment that Monday um so it was actually October 8th um 2018 um I had a appointment with my OB we did another Doppler to check on the baby I had um my husband record the the image um, so that I could remember it later. Um, and it was like a baby. There's like a real baby in there. It had legs, a spine. I could see the spine on the picture. Um, I could see like, it was just moving in there. Like the doctor said, moving and grooving. And I'll find myself saying that about other things now. And it kind of brings me back to that. Um, and everything was just so positive. Um, I was really concerned for some reason about getting the flu shot. Um, it was October, so I really, I work at a school, so I didn't want to get the flu. Um, so I had decided, I had talked to a lot of people and I was like, did you guys get the flu shot? Like when you're pregnant and they're all like, yeah, my doctor told me it's recommended. So I did it and it was fine, obviously. Um, so I decided it was better for me to get it than not to get it. So um, I got the flu shot at that appointment and we had a concert that night, um, Owl City, and it was something that we had really been looking forward to. And um, they have a song about um, fathers. And I just remember like looking at my husband like during that song and I got all teary because I was just so excited for him to have, um, we, for like us to have a child to raise and for him to be a father. So. Um, I went to the bathroom um, at that concert and I noticed that I was spotting again. Um, I had stopped spotting for the week in between the two appointments um, and it had started again. Um, and it was a little bit 
more concerning. Um, but I, I think I was just in denial at that point. Um, and I started to feel really sick. So, um, like right before the concert really is when it started. And, um, this was probably like four ish hours after my appointment. And, um, so I went home, um, I took the day off work the next day. I told them, I think I had some kind of side effects, um, or immune response for my flu shot. And, uh, they didn't know I was pregnant. So they're just, they just said, well, take it easy. Um, you know, you can take as many days as you want. Um, so I, I did, I did get sick. I, I was vomiting, um, that day and, um, I, I was just like really, really sick. I had a fever. Um, I did not have a thermometer um, at the time. Um, I don't know why I didn't go get one or have my husband get one. Um, I didn't take Tylenol or anything um, to, I was just so sick. And my mother-in-law was there trying to take care of me. Um, she, she did, she told me like, yeah, it's probably just an immune response from the flu shot. Um, just get some rest, stay hydrated. Um, I couldn't really keep anything down. Um, so she went and got me some like Jolly Ranchers just so I could like get some sugar. Um, and I drank Gatorade and tried to, um, you know, I was just so sick that I honestly, like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like trying to survive at that point. Um, and we, um, so I stayed home for that Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I also stayed home. Um, I woke up on Wednesday and I convinced myself that I was feeling a little bit better. So, um, I, I did, um, I sent like a message to my doctor on the portal and I said, I think I'm having a response from the flu shot. Um, I'm sure it's fine. Like I, I'm having a little spotting, but that's not unusual. Um, so like, do you think I should come in or like, I don't know why I didn't call. I guess I was just so sick. I, um, you know, I just played this back in my head all the time and I try to, I try to rationalize like everything that I did or didn't do. And you know, um, so it, I, on Wednesday I was like, okay, I think my fever's down. Um, I just kind of feel a little off. Um, but I think I'm going to be okay. So, um, I, I, I was able to eat a little bit. Um, my, my mother-in-law made lasagna. She's Italian. So, um, she's always making food and cookies and stuff. And, um, so she made a lasagna and, um, my husband came home from work to check on me. Um, and he took his mom to, uh, go see, um, I have two nephews and I, I guess at the time I only had one, but, um, my nephew lives over like 20 minutes away. And, um, so my husband took, um, my mother-in-law over to see them. And, um, I was alone in the house for maybe 20, 30 minutes. And, um, so my husband put the lasagna in the oven and I lay down on the couch and I was watching a show and I didn't feel good. Like, I think I was having a little bit of cramping, um, but nothing like that I really like was really concerned about. I was just like, oh, this is weird. Like maybe I should go take a shower. So I, um, I went to the bathroom and I kind of had a habit of checking the toilet paper for blood, um, since I was spotting. And so, you know, I did that. I went to wipe and I felt something. Um, I thought it was a blood clot and I was concerned. I mean, I don't remember having any like blood clots before. Um, and obviously during pregnancy, um, I would assume that's a bad thing. Um, but I really thought that it was a, clot a blood clot. And so I kind of like pulled it out and it was my baby. Um, 14 weeks at this point, exactly. And it looks like a baby, you know, it's got toes and a spine and 
fingers. I really, I remember distinctly the toes and the feet. I was just like, I was in shock. Um, so I, I sat there for probably five to 10 minutes, um, just completely in shock. And honestly, the thing that was running through my mind was how am I going to tell everyone? How am I going to tell my husband? How, like, I just lost our baby. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, so I, I finally got up. Um, I went to the kitchen, like, with my pants down and got some paper towels. And I had my, I had my baby in my hand still. And um, so I got some paper towels and I put the baby on the paper towels in the bathroom, like on our counter. And um, I called my husband and he was on his way home. He says, Hey babe, I'm on my way home. Um, can you get the lasagna out of the oven when it beeps? And I just, I was kind of silent for a second. And I said, I'm so sorry. Um, I lost the baby. And he said, what do you mean? Like, no, you didn't. Like, it's, it's going to be fine. Like, I'm going to be home in like two minutes. And like, what, what's going on? And he's, he's like, oh, did you like have more spotting? Like, I don't know. He, I feel like he knew, but I think he didn't want to believe it. Um, so he got home and ran in to the bathroom where I was sitting, um, I was back on the toilet and, um, our baby was sitting on the counter. I don't think that he actually looked at it, um, at her. I, I think he was just, you know, I think he was panicked and I think he was in shock too. So he, um, he's like, what do we do? And I told him, I have no idea. I mean, obviously I, I didn't plan any, I mean, obviously I didn't, I don't know what to do. So, um, he said, let's call the, let's call the emergency room. Let's call the, um, let's call the doctor. And I said, okay. So I called like the, um, the OB on call and, um, and she said, uh, well, I told her I had a miscarriage. I was 14 weeks. Um, what do I do? And she asked me like, okay, so are you sure that you had a miscarriage? And I said, absolutely. This is my baby. Um, I, I looked at her and I, I was like, there's like, obviously I know that I had a miscarriage. Like it, I don't know. She, and she, I'm, I'm sure she's dealt with this before. And, um, it just like infuriated me and, um, made me more panicked all at the same time. Um, and so I asked her like, what do I do? And she says, well, if you were able to pass, um, you know, the baby, then you might be okay to, um, you might be okay to wait for a little bit and see if you pass everything on your own. Um, you may not need any medical assistance. Um, and I don't know. I was baffling to me. I was like, what do you mean? I need help. And I don't know what to do. And my husband doesn't know what to do. And we're just panicked. And, um, so I got off the phone and, um, I told my husband, I need to go to the emergency room. And he said, okay. I mean, I, neither of us have ever been to the emergency room. Um, so obviously that scared us too, but I knew that I had been sick. Um, I feel like in that moment, I felt completely like fine because like physically, because I was in so much shock. I think my body just doled all sensation. So, um, I was like, well, I mean, I don't really feel sick anymore, but, uh, let's go to the hospital and just make sure that everything's okay with me. Um, so on the drive there, um, my, so my husband called my mom and my mom came and picked us up and drove us to the emergency room. Um, it was a very silent ride. Um, I just remember I went completely numb. I, um, like emotionally, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't feel anything. I was just in shock and completely emotionally, you know, done. And I, I didn't care what happened to me at that point. Like I had lost my baby and I was not okay. And I didn't know like what was going on with me, but, um, 
we got to the hospital and I went to the front desk and said, I had a miscarriage uh, at home and I don't know what to do, but I'm here and I would really like to get checked out, please. And uh, they kind of just looked at me and they looked at each other and they like, okay, well, let's get some vitals. Um, let's see what's going on and make sure that you're okay. Um, I also brought, um, I brought our baby with me in a box and I wrapped her up in a towel that we got in Jamaica. Um, and so I brought that with me to the hospital. I'm like, what do I do with this? And they're like, okay, well just bring that with you. You can bring it back when we get examined. Um, so I, I sat down and they took my temperature and my blood pressure and my uh, heart rate. My blood pressure was super low, which is not normal. Um, if anything, I, with my anxiety, I get a little bit higher blood pressures. And um, so it was low. My heart rate was through the roof, like 150, 159. Um, and I had like 103.5 temperature. Like I was not doing well. So um, they took me back right away. They put me in a wheelchair. Um, I thought that was kind of dramatic because I felt fine, but they're like, yeah, you're not okay. We need to see what's going on. So they took me back. Um, I got hooked up to IVs. I, uh, I, I never been, like I said, I never been to the emergency room. So I've never like had an emergency like situation and it was traumatic. Um, they hooked me up to IVs. They took my blood. They made me pee in a cup when I was just bleeding everywhere. Um, almost passed out in the bathroom. Um, I hadn't really eaten or drank enough that day. So my mom gave me some water and the doctor came in and was like, we don't know what's going on. You can't give her water. She might have to have surgery. Um, I was like, what, what's happening? Like, um, I had like an EKG. I had, they were just, and my heart monitor the whole freaking time was just beeping and beeping and beeping. And I was like, ah, I don't know what's going on. So, um, I just thought I was dying, but, uh, I mean, and every, all the doctors were in and out and the nurses and everyone's kind of like freaking out around me. And I just, you know, I'm still in shock. And so I hear the doctor, the OB on call come in and she says, um, okay, well, we're going to check you out. Um, we suspect there's some kind of infection. We don't know what kind of infection and we don't know where or why or how, you know, obviously they don't know anything. Um, and I was like, I don't know anything either. Like they're like, well, it's probably because of the miscarriage. Like maybe you started to miscarry, um, a long time ago and you got an infection, um, or like, we're going to find out. So she does, a an exam, um, an external exam and she notices So there the, I think the placenta had gotten caught in my cervix. And so she, I remember she pulled on it and I, it was like the worst pain. And I, like, even in my state of like shock and like numbness, I, I just remember it was, it was excruciating. So, um, so she did that and then she had me go for an ultrasound and they said there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff in there. So they decided that it was best for me to have a DNC. And so they took me up. I had to go under general anesthesia, which was terrifying. I've never been under anesthesia before. Um, so my husband got to go all the way up with me to the um, operating area, like right before you go in. And I could see like, there was like a line of people that had just come out of whatever operation they had and they were like waking up for their anesthesia um but it looked like a morgue to me like it looked really scary so i was laying there um the anesthesiologist asked my husband what kind of music i liked and i was like that's weird so he told him i like country music which i do i like kind of all kinds of music but so he played me like this old like Kenny Chesney song or something like obviously not that old but um I recognized it but I was like that's okay random and then I was out and I was completely out for the remainder of the uh procedure and 
Um, that was honestly the least traumatic part of my experience. Uh, so I went back for my um, procedure and I, uh, they got rid of everything. My, they told my husband and um, my mom that were waiting in the waiting room um, that they got rid of all the bad juju. There's a lot of bad juju in there. <laughs> So I, I mean, I'm guessing they're just meaning there was a lot of like blood and stuff. Um, so they admitted me to the hospital because I obviously had some kind of infection. Um, I did hear the, the doctor say um, the word sepsis. And I know from Grey's Anatomy, uh, <laughs> that's not good. Um, that's, that's, that's a scary thing to hear. So um, I was in my room and they were giving me general antibiotics through IV. Um, I, I didn't sleep at all that night. Um, I started to have like hallucinations. I feel like, um, I could hear my baby like talking to me. Like I imagine my baby running around, um, in a meadow and she was telling me like, mommy, mommy, like, it's okay. Like, it's going to be okay. And um, I know, and I continued to have those hallucinations, like, that's the best way I can describe them, like, throughout the entire hospital stay, I was just so sleep deprived that, um, I, I imagined, um, like, my baby talking to me, and, um, I, I got up to go to the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and, uh, I imagined my baby telling me, like, mommy, you need to brush your hair, like, you need to take care of yourself, um, and I don't know, it's weird thinking back on that, but I remember that pretty vividly. Um, there's a lot of things about my hospital stay that are kind of a blur. Um, I do remember we had one nurse that was super amazing. Like he was the most sympathetic. He told me his wife had um, had, had a, a scary pregnancy. Um, she did, her baby did survive, but she did have a scary pregnancy. Um, and they almost lost it. And someone had told them that um, some babies are just too perfect for earth. And um, somehow that gave him comfort. So, and it wasn't just him talking to me, like recognizing my loss. It was um, like, he would sneak me like ice cream cups and stuff. And um, I mean, I just had so many doctors and nurses come see me. Um, when I was there, um, they were kind of baffled by my story and like what had happened to me. Um, so my doctor, um, they had run some tests on my blood and my doctor finally came in and told me, um, the day after I'd been admitted, um, that they had found out that I had salmonella and I was, that was shocking to me. I obviously have heard of salmonella. It gives you a stomach ache. It makes you sick, but it doesn't usually make your body shut down. It doesn't usually cause sepsis. It doesn't usually, she had, she told me like distinctly, I remember she told me that she had never seen a miscarriage happen because of salmonella, um, or sepsis. Like they, she had never seen it get so bad. And she's like, what did you eat? She asked me that. And I was so upset. I just started bawling and in my head, it triggered like, like she had said, it's your fault. Like she had said, what did you do? And, and I was just broken. Like I was, I was really upset by, um, just finding out that it was stupid salmonella. Like what? So, I mean, to this day, I still don't know where it came from, um, or anything like that, but I have to let those things go and I have to let the guilt go. Um, my mom and my mom had to tell my grandparents and um and everyone and they came and visited me in the hospital um my mother-in-law my everyone was just so wonderful um they brought me flowers um and i was in a hospital for i believe four nights um my body thankfully recovered and um i you know, fought the salmonella and I was no longer septic and my body was getting back to, um, a more healthy place. And so I was released and, 
<clears throat> and I went home with my husband and my mother-in-law had gotten rid of, you know, the mess that I imagined that there was, um, and gotten rid of any trace of pregnancy things like my prenatal, she kind of hid away and my, um, my books and my appointment paperwork and everything that I had just like on the counter, she had hidden away just because she didn't want to make me upset in that moment. So, um, I came home and I collapsed in our closet just in grief and, um, I was, I was just overcome and my husband held me and I went and took a little nap. Um, I woke up several times just in a panic and, um, <clears throat> I probably lost close to 15 pounds, um, over the course of my sickness, um, and not eating and just, um, I felt I didn't feel like myself. I was just like a shell of myself. And, um, so we, um, we decided on a couple days after my mother-in-law had went home and, um, so we decided we were going to go see a star is born because going to movies is like one of our favorite things to do. And, um, so we went and we were like, we're going to have a normal-ish night, just the two of us and everything's going to be okay. And maybe like halfway through the movie, I start to feel like I'm dying. Like it wasn't even a physical, I wasn't in pain necessarily, but I just felt in my mind, something triggered, like, you're not okay. Like you need to go back to the ER. Something is terribly wrong. Um, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, I, something was just wrong. And I, I told Casey and he, um, he's like, okay, babe, whatever you need. Um, so we called my mom and she tried to convince me to just go to like urgent care to have them check my vitals and stuff and make sure that I really like, I don't know. It wasn't just like me making it up or manifesting it or something. Um, but I really felt like I, and I called my doctor and I said, I feel like I'm, not okay. And I, that's all I can really say. And I can't really explain it. Um, and they told me, look, you have your intuition and you need to follow that. And if you feel like you need to go back to the emergency room, like you need to go because like, you just need to make sure you're okay. Like with everything you've been through, um, you know, just go and it can't hurt. So I went, um, my heart rate was really high again. Um, again, there was the beeping, always the beeping. Um, you know, my husband, he's probably also triggered by the beeping. Um, my heart rate tends to be high anyway. Um, but it was, it was like in the one thirties to 45, 50 again. Um, so they did another EKG, did more tests. I got, a, I don't remember what it's called, but they like, inject dye into your veins and um so that they can see and make sure that um blood's flowing okay and so i got that done um they couldn't find anything wrong with me i was um they said you're you're healing um you just went through a really traumatic experience um they gave me some ativan through iv because i was just having an anxiety attack they told me they said this is this is a normal response to trauma um but we think that physically, um, you are good to go home. Um, so they released me home. They gave me a prescription for Ativan and, um, I slept for the first time in, um, probably like a week, week and a half. And, um, it was amazing for me. I, um, I woke up and, um, I ended up taking Ativan two nights, um, to get sleep and, when I woke up, I uh, was finally able to make a plan to um, get help. So I saw my OB again. Um, she um, set me up with a um, psychiatrist to, or um, somebody that set me up with a prescription for some low dose um, anti or like anxiety medication um, just to help me through my healing process. So, um, I went to uh, 
went to counseling for a while. Uh, I found a wonderful support group through our hospital. And um, when we were in the hospital, I was actually given a little, um, a little gift from another lost mama um, through the bereavement um, coordinator at the hospital. And it's called um, Ashton's Blessings. And the, um, the lost mama, she lost her baby Ashton and she um, gifted me like a, a little um, care package. It had like some tissues and chocolates. And um, so that was wonderful. Um, I connected with the um, bereavement coordinator afterwards and it's been a life, a life changing like experience for me to be a part of um, share like support groups. And um, there was actually a angel garden ceremony um, where we had our baby placed um, and we spoke as um, my husband and I both, we spoke um, as our baby's parents and we talked about um, our grief and how we had um, used the support group to um, kind of navigate through that. Um, I don't think I've said her name. Um, my baby, her name is Jamie and we call her that because um, she's our little Jamaica baby and um, I love her more than anything. Like she's always going to be my baby and um, I'm just proud to be her mama. So we went through our um, our healing journey um, together and at the one year mark, um, I realized like even with all the progress that I had, I had made, I still had healing to do. Um, we decided to start trying again um, probably a few months before the one year anniversary and it just, it wasn't happening. Um, but I did realize that um, I wasn't ready. I, I had more healing to do. Um, I had gained a little bit of weight um, that I wanted to, I just wanted to get in a healthier place. So I started exercising and eating better for, um, you know, a good part of the next year. And um, then COVID hit, um, obviously in March of uh, 2020. And I, um, I started, um, I wasn't working because um, the school shut down and so I was just um, at home and uh, I told my husband that um, I was I was getting to a pretty good place in our uh, in my healing and health journey and I felt like um, but I, I was scared about coronavirus I was like I don't want to get coronavirus and be pregnant so I think we should wait until this passes and um, so a couple months go by it was June um, and I told him, okay, so it looks like this is going to take longer than I thought. So let's just try. Let's just see. Like, I feel like, like I said, like it's, it might take a while. Uh, yeah. And I got pregnant. Uh, very first time we tried. So, um, <laughs> I, I was just like, of course. And, uh, it was July. It was actually my husband's 30th birthday that I told him we were pregnant and, um, he, we were both excited. Like we were, we just put all of the anxieties and worries like out of our brains for a good solid month. I can honestly say that. And, um, we had our first appointment, um, towards the end of July and we were told that the baby, um, was there and, um, the sack was there and everything looked good. There was a yolk sack. Um, but it looked like I had my dates a little off, which is not too surprising because I wasn't really being like um, religious about tracking or anything. So um, my dates were a little off, but um, everything else looked good. So they told me, um, we're gonna wait two weeks and we're gonna have you come back and then we uh, will see. Like, but I don't want, but they told me like, don't worry, this happens all the time. Like everything's going to be okay. They asked me like, do you like, are you hoping for a boy or a girl? And I told them like, I want a healthy baby because going through everything I went through, I just want healthy baby, healthy pregnancy. So, um, 
we waited the two weeks and we um, went back in. Actually, as I say, we, I mean, I went back in. Um, COVID prevents um, any visitors or any um, extra people from going to appointments. So I went by myself and I went to our second appointment and I honestly felt like no one could bring me down. I was like, this is going to be fine. Everything's great. This is a different pregnancy, different outcome. Everything's great. So I go into the second appointment and they see no change. Um, the baby had not grown. I, uh, my body had grown and my uterus had grown and my, and the sac had grown and everything had grown, but not the baby. So I, I think it was like worse finding out on my own. Um, I mean, with my previous miscarriage, I did miscarry on my own, but finding out um, alone was um, devastating. So my husband had stayed at work because he wasn't allowed to come in anyway. So I called him and um, the ultrasound technician told him, um, she's like, I'm concerned. Um, this doesn't seem like a good outcome, but we're going to have the ultrasound tech or the ultrasound. Um, yeah. The ultrasound person like read and make sure. And, um, they did, and they put me in a different room and they actually allowed my husband to come in with me. So, um, he came and sat with me to, um, talk about our options. And I had to make the choice, um, between waiting it out taking a pill or doing a DNC. Um, I was about seven weeks, um, but the baby was like five. Um, but they told me like either any option is okay, but it, it's whatever works best for me. And I took some time to think about it and I decided that I would do the in-office DNC. Um, so instead of being put under general anesthesia, I was um, just given medication and um, numbed and they did it um, in office and um, I'm glad I did it that way. I was not comfortable with waiting. So um, so that kind of brings us to, um, that was in August. Um, and so it's been, I guess it's been like almost six months now. Um, and now we're in a period of waiting. Um, I didn't want to wait to start trying again. So we, um, we've been trying since the miscarriage. Um, I've, <laughs> I think I'm pretty, um, I, I'm, it's pretty safe to say that I am ready to be pregnant. Um, I'm ready to be a mother to children here on earth, um, but I'm trying to trust the process and um, the timing. And um, it's a struggle, but I, I really, I still have hope that we will have our babies here on earth. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically our story. Um, try not to take up too much more of your time, but um, it was wonderful being able to talk about my babies. Oh, and um, our second baby, um, we named Joy. We did find out that um, she was a little girl through testing. Um, she is genetically normal, perfect baby girl. So, um, and through other testing, we haven't found any um, explanation. So, um, I'm just trusting that, you know, one day we will have a baby here on earth. You, like, excuse my language, but you're a resilient little motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Keep going. I love it. I, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about what us women go through in life after miscarriage and we keep going, isn't it? It's just wild. Yes. yes. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you so much for doing this and sharing your story. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Kelsey, where could they do so? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Kelsey Deer. Um, K-E-L-S-Y and then D-E-A-R and then um, Kelsey Day on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I could come on and just um, make people feel like they're not alone um, in their journey. And 
that they, you know, have other people that they can talk to that have gone through similar things. Um, and I am definitely open if anyone wants to reach out um, to talk or has a similar experience or um, just wants, I don't know, just wants to be part of a community. Like I am totally open to that. <laughs> Awesome. And before we close out, if you had just one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? I would just say, um, as some people have said before, find your people, find um, the people that you can talk to about your loss and um, people that will understand. Um, because, you know, this is a hard thing to go through alone. So, um, and you're not alone. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for doing this and good luck moving forward. Keep us posted. Thank you. I will. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your life after miscarriage story, go to shellymetling.com, click on the life after miscarriage tab and add yourself right to the recording schedule. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Next one.